I invite you now to take your Bibles, if you will, and turn with me to Matthew chapter 7. Matthew chapter 7, we'll begin reading at verse 24. This is the end of the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 7, beginning at verse 24, where Jesus says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and acts on them will be like a wise man who built his house on rock. The rain fell, the floods came, the winds blew and beat on that house, but it did not fall because it had been founded on rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on sand. The rain fell, the floods came, and the wind blew and beat against that house, and it fell, and great was its fall. Will you pray with me? Almighty God, we give you thanks for your holy word and for this privilege now of studying it together. And God, as I stand before these, your people, this is your church. So I pray that this would be your message and not my own. Through the name of Jesus, who is the Christ. Amen. I grew up going to Sunday school as a little kid, and one of the things we did in my home church when I was growing up, my children experienced when they grew up, our children today and our children's ministry experience it. Our Bible camp starts tomorrow. The children will be singing songs, joining together to sing those little Bible songs, which is absolutely incredible because they taught so many truths. So many of those Bible songs actually teach us Scripture verses. And we remember them even today as adults, songs like the B-I-B-L-E, Yes, That's the Book for Me, or Jesus Loves Me, This I Know, For the Bible Tells Me So, or Jesus Loves the Little Children, All the Children of the World. And there was a song based on the scripture that we just read together. It was the song that goes, The wise man built his house upon a rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock. The wise man built his house upon the rock, and the rains came tumbling down. The rains came down, the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up, and the house on the rock stood firm. But the foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand. The foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the rains came tumbling down. And the rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up. The rains came down, and the floods came up, and the house on the sand went splat. We used to love that part where you go, splat, and just yell it out there. Those children's songs. Well, this came from the Scripture here in Matthew chapter 7, Jesus is finishing the Sermon on the Mount. Sermon on the Mount is Matthew chapters 5 through 7. It's that beautiful passage of Scripture where Jesus along the Sea of Galilee goes up on the hillside, on the mountainside, and He sits down to teach. And sitting down was a sign that this is important teaching. Listen to this teaching. Pay attention to what I'm saying. This is not just casual conversation as we're walking around 
listen to what I'm saying. And, and it's there in the Sermon on the Mount that we get those beautiful beatitudes, the blessings, blessed are those who. It's in the Sermon on the Mount as well that we get the Lord's Prayer. Pray then like this, our Father who art in heaven. It's in the Sermon on the Mount that we get the golden rule, do unto others as you would have them do unto you. And many other teachings that Jesus shares with us in that beautiful scripture. And I invite you sometime, spend some time walking through the Sermon on the Mount, Matthew 5, 6, and 7. But at the conclusion of the sermon, the last thing Jesus is saying as he's wrapping up and preparing them to move on is he says, now, those who hear and act on it. I mean, that's important to Jesus. Not that we just hear it but that we hear and act on it. He goes, now those who hear these words of mine and act on them, well, they're like someone who built their house upon the rock. And then when the winds came and the beat against the house, when the rains came, the floods came, that house was able to stand firm because it had built on a rock. Now the foolish are those who hear these words of mine and do not act on them. They're the kind that build a house on the sand. The wind blows, beats against the house, rains come down, floods come up, and the house is destroyed. Actually, Jesus says, and great was its fall. It's a challenging thing. Jesus is trying to make sure as he wraps up this powerful sermon that we hear and act. That it's, it's more than just hearing these beautiful stories. We come to church to hear the beautiful stories. We go to children's Sunday school or the Wednesday night children's ministry with jam or vacation Bible camp that's starting tomorrow and other times to learn stories. Yes, we learn the stories. It's important we learn the stories, but then we ask the so what question. What difference does this story make? How does it impact my life? It's more than just memorizing Bible verses. Oh, I've memorized so many verses. Well, that's incredible. It's actually an amazing thing. But so what? What difference does it make? How does it impact my life? And how does it impact who I am? And how does it impact what I do? How is this incorporated now into my life? Jesus says that it's important that we not only hear these words, but we act upon them. William Barclay, the biblical scholar, says that knowledge must become action. Theory must become practice. Theology must become life. Or James, in his beautiful writing in James chapter 1, verse 22 says, Be doers of the word and not merely hearers who deceive themselves. Be doers, not just hearers. In other words, one of the things that Jesus is saying to us is orthodoxy, our right belief, must become orthopraxy, right actions. That we take what we believe, what we've learned, what we've heard, incorporate it into our lives, 
and therefore we become the people that God is calling us to be. We act like the people God is calling us to be. We live our lives like the people God is calling us to be. Now one of the things I want you to notice in this little parable that Jesus tells here is all the houses look the same. I mean, if you just looked at the houses, the one on the rock, the one on the sand, they probably looked a lot alike, maybe beautifully de decorated and adorned and probably some beautiful windows and that fancy door. Landscaping may actually have been incredible. The facade was the same. What you could see would appear that they're equal. The difference was the foundation. It was that deeper part that you can't see. You know, the foundation is kind of like character. It's been said that character is who we are when no one's looking. It's that part of the foundation or the part of the house that holds everything else together and the rest of it crumbles or stays firm based on the foundation. The other thing I think is really incredible as well about this parable that Jesus shares here is that the wind comes and the rain comes on both of the houses. It's not that those who are wise build a house that doesn't experience rain, doesn't experience wind. It's only the foolish who experience rain and wind. No, all of us do. And I think that's important because Matthew 5, verse 45, again, part of the Sermon on the Mount, Jesus actually said, you know, it rains on the just and the unjust. It, just because I'm a Christian does not mean that I'm not going to have some storms in my life. As a matter of fact... You can guarantee you're going to have some storms in your life. It doesn't mean that once I become a Christian, all oh, the sun will come out tomorrow, tomorrow. Or that we're going to live happily ever after per Disney. No, I'm going to have some storms in my life. I'm going to have some difficult times in my life. Actually, the wind's going to blow, and the way Jesus told the parable, it will beat on the house. I mean, it's, there are times in our lives that are just not going to be easy. So the houses appear to be the same and both of them will experience the storm. We all experience the storm. Fred Craddock, who was one of my preaching professor and one of my mentors in my life, someone that I, I enjoyed staying in communication with and just continue to grow from. But, but Fred Craddock in his commentary on the scripture says that it is in the storms and he said, and the faithful seem to face more of them than anyone else, that the difference between interested listeners and obedient disciples will be evident. It's in the storm, he's saying, that you can really begin to see who is an interested listener and who is an obedient disciple. It's there that the foundation will begin to grab hold. What do we have deep within us that will allow us to handle the storms of life? When the rains come down, the floods come up, the wind blows and beats on our house, on our lives, on our spirits. And Jesus, when he tells the story, says, well, you know, the foolish... The foolish are those who build their house on the sand. When the rains came, 
the winds blew and beat on the house. Well, it crumbled. And, and, and Jesus actually says in Matthew 7, verse 27, and great was its fall. It's a challenging time. Now, Jesus tells this story again slightly differently in the gospel according to Luke. So I invite you to take your Bibles now and turn over with me to Luke chapter 6. Luke chapter 6, beginning at verse 46, and listen to how Jesus will use this same example again with a little different turn to it. Jesus said, Why do you call me Lord, Lord, and do not do what I tell you? So again, Jesus is tying the, you hear this, are you going to act on it? When you call me Lord, will you do then what I'm telling you and calling you to do and to be? And in verse 47 of Luke 6, he goes on to say, I will show you what someone is like who comes to me, hears my words, and acts on them. That one is like a man building a house who dug deeply and laid the foundation on rock. When a flood arose, the river burst against that house, but could not shake it, because it had been well built. But the one who hears and does not act is like a man who built a house on the ground without a foundation. And whenever the river burst against it, immediately it fell, and great was the ruin of that house. I love the way Luke says, and Jesus tells the story here in the Gospel of Luke, that one of the differences was not only the laying of the foundation, but digging deep, going deeper. And when the, when the floods came and the river went against that house, it couldn't shake it because it had been built well. They had dug deep and made it where it could stand up. One of the things I love to do is go on mission trips with our church, especially building teams. And I've had the privilege over the years in the various churches I've served to be a part of building teams. Several years ago, when we were at Oak Ridge, I actually went to Guatemala with one of our building teams. And wow, did we work hard. One of the things we were doing was building onto the church. And we were first having to put in the foundation. And we had to dig the foundation by hand. But the challenging thing in Guatemala is that you had to really dig deep. Same thing then a few years later when I was here at this church and we have a team that goes to Costa Rica. When you dig the foundation, it's not just, you know, a foot or so deep. You have to dig a foundation. I actually had some conversation with John Blackwell, who's one of our team leaders here at Weddington, and we were talking about this. And, and when you go to these countries, I mean, they're absolutely beautiful. When you go to Costa Rica, beautiful country, but they deal with some challenging storms. They have the Caribbean on one side, the Pacific on the other. They deal with earthquakes, volcanoes. When you build there, you have to spend a lot of time on the foundation. And you dig and you dig and you dig, especially on the corners. Oh, we dug till I thought my arms were just rubber. And you change out, somebody else would come in and dig. They come out, you get back in. But it was so important work. And it was work that would not be seen when the church was finished. 
But that church building depended on us doing it right and no shortcuts. So we would dig these huge corners and these deep foundations and put together all this rebar that would tie everything together that the walls would then tie into. And, and then you started pouring in the cement and the concrete. And, and sometimes in the corners where we were like four feet by four feet, it actually take these big rocks as you were putting in the, the concrete and, and drop some of those in to give it more and more strength. John was telling me that when we're in Costa Rica, the, the amount of rock that's used in the mix is so much more because that's where you're getting the strength. It's got to be able to withstand the storm. It's got to be able to withstand the shaking. It's got to be able to withstand any pressures that, that come upon it. And I'll just be honest with you, one of the things I've learned since going in and building these buildings, when a storm comes, I think I'd rather be in their house than my house. The way the foundations are built, the footings are put in, it's absolutely critical. Now, we love the facade. What color is the brick? Did we put some design in it? What are the windows like? What are the doors like? But if you don't spend some time focusing on the foundation, it's all just going to fall apart the moment that a storm comes and the storm will come. So the challenging thing that Jesus is asking us is, what is our foundation? And will we hear and act upon it? But what are we building our lives and our faith on? When we turn back in the scriptures, for example, to Psalm 18, verse 2, you'll hear these words. The Lord is my rock, my fortress. My deliverer, my God, my rock, in whom I take refuge, my shield, and the horn of my, sal my salvation, my stronghold. The wise are those who build on the rock. Psalm 18, verse 46, just a little further down, says, The Lord lives, blessed be my rock. And exalted be the God of my salvation. And I love the scripture in Matthew chapter 16. Once again, when Jesus is asking, who do the people say that I am? Then he asks, who do you say that I am? Peter answers and goes, I know who you are. You are the Christ. You are the son of the living God. And Jesus blesses him and said, I'm going to change your name from Simon to Petros, which is small rock. But upon this Petra, this huge rock, this faith, this understanding that I am the Christ, the Son of the living God, I'm changing your name there, and it's upon that rock, that faith, that I will build my church. And the gates of hell cannot even prevail against it. Now, isn't that interesting? Because Jesus had talked about the winds blowing against the house, the floods coming against the house, and Jesus said, I'll build a church on that rock, that foundation, and even the gates of hell cannot prevail against it. Paul, when he writes to the church at Corinth in 1 Corinthians 3 verse 10 says, According to the grace of God given to me like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building on it. 
Each builder must choose with care how to build on it. For no one can lay any foundation other than the one that has been laid. That foundation, Paul says, is Jesus Christ. So it's decision time. It's like Jesus said, I've been teaching you now this, all these stories, all these teachings of the Sermon on the Mount. Now, what are you going to do with it? And this is the time in our message today of, okay, I understand that the wise build on the rock. It's the foolish who build without a foundation. The foundation must go deeper. It's one of the reasons in our church I keep talking about us being a discipleship academy, a little more than just a Jesus pep rally, but let's go deeper in our faith to build that foundation, to build upon that rock so that we can be who God's calling us to be and withstand the storm well, it's decision time. How are we going to build our house? It's Father's Day, so as we talk about our families and our homes, what are we building our family and our home on? And not just I'm not talking about the brick and mortar house, but the actual home, the family, the essence of who we are together. On what will you build your life? Joshua comes to a time when he's asking as the people are about to, to go into the promised land, decision time has come, and, and in Joshua 24, verse 15, he says, Now, if you're unwilling to serve the Lord, choose this day whom you will serve, whether the God your ancestors served in the region beyond the river, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you're living. But then he looks at them and he says, But as for me and for my household, we will serve the Lord. That will be our foundation. So choose this day who you're going to serve. How are you going to build your house? How are you going to build your home? How are you going to build your life? And how are we together going to build and be the church? What is the church, this church, built upon? N.T. Wright, as you know, is one of my favorite biblical scholars. And N.T. Wright says, this is a message for all of us. He said, if we build our lives on Jesus' teaching, we will be part of the house that lasts forever. But then he goes on and he asks, so what sort of houses? Are we building today then in our own lives and in our churches? Are we doing Jesus' words or only reading them, hearing them, and thinking about how fine they are? What do we build our house on? Well, back to that children's song. You know, the wise man built his house upon the rock. Foolish man built his house upon the sand. The rains came down, the floods came up. Well, there's a last verse to that. It goes like this. So, build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. So, build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ. Build your house on the Lord Jesus Christ, and the blessings will come down. The blessings will come down as your prayers go up. The blessings will come down as your prayers go up. The blessings will come down as your prayers go up, so build your house on the Lord. 
Jesus wraps up the sermon and says, so what are you going to do? What are you going to do with it? Are you going to hear and act on it? Are you going to hear and just go away going, well, that was kind of powerful. That was, that was kind of neat. It, it's decision time, Jesus said. And you can be like the wise one who builds their home on a rock, or you can be like the foolish one who builds on the sand. Either way, when the storms come, and the storms will come, then you will realize the importance of how you built the house. The storms come in our lives. You and I both know that. We have them in our lives now. And Jesus says, dig deep. Dig deep and put in that firm foundation built upon the solid rock of Jesus the Christ. And when you build... And the walls then are tied in with the rebar to that foundation. When every part of that home and your lives is tied into the foundation of Jesus the Christ, you can stay in the storm. When the rains come and the winds beat against you in your lives, you can handle it. Because it's all through the strength and the foundation of Jesus Christ. Will you pray with me? God, we're just so grateful for your love and your grace, and we are grateful that you allow us to build our lives, our families, our homes, and the church upon the solid rock, the foundation, as Paul says, that is none other than Jesus the Christ. God, we pray that each of us now today, at this decision time of, okay, we know the stories, what are we going to do with it? That we will respond, not only hearing, but allowing it to become part of our lives. Who we are, how we live, what we do. So God, we ask your blessings to be upon each one of this church, this congregation, and our world. And may we build our lives on you and only you. In the name of Jesus, who is the Christ, who is the foundation. Amen.